With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. Yes. The q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And I'm happy to welcome back a return guest. He's actually been on these off-season roundtables each of the five years that I've done this, I think he might be the only one who's been here all five years. He is the senior political correspondent for National Review, a diehard Jets fan, and sometimes even a contributor to playlikeajet.com. Welcome back, Jim Garrity. Jim, thanks so much for coming back on the show, sir. Well, Scott, thank you for having me on. It is really just a welcome, warm, and happy relief to talk about the Jets Ironically, talking about the Jets is the happiest thing I get to do. That's how sad my life is these days. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the state of your job, Jim, is that the Jets are your big relief, your escape. For most of us, it's an excuse to bounce our head up against the wall because they're so frustrating. But I'm glad that we could talk a little bit of Jets and take your mind off of some more serious stuff. And I wanted to start with the head coach, Robert Sala. He and his staff, this was their first season together here in New York. Robert Sala leading the charge with Mike LaFleur as his offensive captain and Jeff Ulbrich as his defensive captain. The general consensus seemed to be LaFleur got off to a rough start, but by the end won over the fan base. Jeff Ulbrich got off to a good start, but by the end the fan base was calling for his head. Where are you at on the staff in general and also with Sala? So, Scott, I think right around week 
14, 15. There's probably about two, three weeks left in the season. I, I tweeted out and it got, you know, spread out pretty far and wide. So far, there is not a lot of evidence that Joe Douglas is an above average general manager. There's not a lot of evidence that Robert Sala is an above average coach. And there's not a lot of evidence that Zach Wilson is an above average uh, quarterback. With the season now complete, I feel slightly better. Uh, I think I put my, my attitude towards Robert Sala right now as the poster on Fox Mulder's wall from the X-Files series, which had a UFO, picture of UFO and the slogan was, I want to believe, which is not the same as I believe. That is this kind of, is, I, I'm, I was disappointed last year. I think winning more than four games was not an unreasonable uh, expectation for Jets fans. I think the team could have done more and should have done more. And there really was a stretch around the middle of the season where it looked ugly, um, where they really... It felt Adam Gacian in the degree to which they were kind of blown out by halftime and had a chance of putting up some points. The most exciting part of the game would be towards the fourth quarter, garbage time, where you'd see, you know, Zach Wilson potentially lighting it up against uh, other teams' defenses, uh, backups, you know. Now, some of my perspective may be shaped by the fact that uh, my father, my brother, and I went up to the Jets-Titans game which was Zach Wilson's real breakout game. And he looked terrific in that one. And he's throwing the long bombs to Corey Davis and the Jets won in overtime. And it was just this like, ah, finally. Now we, we seem to have had that discovery. Um, I feel like Salah was up and down for a lot of the year. I don't, I mean, obviously look, a much more clearing the base, clearing the, the threshold of better than Adam Gase is really not a hard thing to do. Simply by showing up and smiling and showing a little bit of emotion, Robert Sala was better. I think we were expecting more from the defense, this idea that he was a uh, defensive coach. And, and, you know, there was at least one year where the, the 49ers were uh, Super Bowl worthy. We, I think we kind of, you know, expected more. An injury to Carl Lawson doesn't help. Uh, really a whole bunch of injuries. And I'll have a bit more to say about that in a second. Um, uh, you know, he got fired up on the sideline. Uh, it certainly seemed like a guy who was, resp- you know, who, who could kind of fire up the team at times. Um, a couple of clock management issues and timeout issues and things like that. Some of that probably is a reflection of having a rookie quarterback. Um, I'm not ready to give up on any of the Jets coaches or coordinators right now, but I also don't feel like, you know, these results in 2022 would be acceptable. Um, I, I don't feel particularly patient towards this team or its regime. Um, I don't know if you want to get into to Douglas, but I feel like the 2020 draft had turned into um, really slim pickings and, and, and hard stuff. 2021 draft looked great, but um, this will be year three for Douglas. You don't want to, you know, obviously you, you very rarely want to get rid of a coach after year one or year two. I want to see, you know, Robert Sala on the Jets sideline for a long, long time. But I need to see serious improvement. And I, I need to see, at minimum, I want to say the ballpark of 500. I want meaningful games in November and December. Um, I don't want to be arguing about a draft choice and who we should pick with a high draft choice in December of 2022. I, I, you know, I, we've seen it with the Cincinnati Bengals taking a dramatic step with a young quarterback. We see at least one team a year make one of these big steps. You know, this is a team that's won four games and then two games. Somehow in Gase's first year, we won seven games. But beyond that, you go back to the uh, uh, Bowles years. It was four wins, five wins, five, you know. It's been a long time since we've had even a 500 season around here. And it's, 
I, 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 I'm a very impatient Jet fan. And it's really, it's, I know it's not all Robert Sala's fault. I realize he's walking into a super fun site of a team. And I realize, you know, Joe Douglas walked in on a roster that was, you know, really bare. But I, you know, if I, 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 my, my ability to believe is now dependent upon seeing wins. Yes, they had some better games. Yes, they played hard. I think probably the Tampa Bay game was the most, um, most encouraging uh, game we saw last year. So there, there's reasons for hope, but I'm getting tired of being, you know, I'm being tired of being, I'm tired of being told to be patient. I'm tired of being told to wait till next year. I'm tired of being told these players have great potential. Now I want to see everybody start demonstrating that potential. So my expectations for next year are going to be considerably higher. What are your expectations for Zach Wilson? So I am, was one of the things that had me really unnerved last year was the degree to which in training camp and, and kind of the, the, the book on Wilson is like, ah, this kid is so smart. Uh, he just eats, breathes, and sleeps football. He is, you know, everything in addition to the rocket arm and all the other uh, physical gifts he has. Oh, by the way, I'd like to see him eat a little more protein. I'd like to see a little bit more meat on his bones. I'm a little worried about him uh, taking the pounding. Um, he did have that one foot injury in the middle of the year. Um, I really want to see, they, they kept talking about how great his mind was. And in that, you know, that Tennessee game, in early time, or at certain points, you would see uh, Wilson throwing a frozen rope and just looking fabulous. You're like, oh, wow, that's why they drafted him. And then he would miss the dump off pass <laughs> that was, you know, three yards ahead of him or, or five yards to the outside or something like that. It was really frustrating. And I did see Zach Wilson make the same mistake a couple times. So um, some of this stuff you can chalk up, say, okay, he's a rookie. He's not playing, you know, this is not BYU anymore. He's not playing a bunch of cupcakes. Um, you know, you go up against Belichick twice a year, he's going to do everything he can to embarrass you. You know, this, I, I, I granted, and he did seem to get better as the year went on. He didn't throw interceptions nearly as much. Um, I, I do think particularly in that early to mid section of the year, he was forcing it. He was trying to, uh, win it on by himself. And it, you know, also at the end of the year, not having any of his top receivers and all the injuries that were piling up for the jets, I realized he was in a tough spot. I want to see him take a big step this year. I, I, you know, he doesn't have to necessarily be Joe Burrow, but I really need to see, okay, Zach Wilson is the guy because I don't a hundred percent feel like um, this is a guy who's definitely going to be on a second contract. I, I last year was very uneven. Statistically, it was terrible through a lot of interceptions, particularly in the early part of the year. Um, similar ballpark of, I want to believe Zach Wilson is the long-term choice but I'm not seeing it yet. Doesn't mean we should go out and draft anybody else. Doesn't mean it's far too early to give up on him. But uh, I want to believe that he's a real deal. And I remember having similar discussions about Sam Darnold after his rookie year, um, Mark Sanchez after his rookie year. We've seen a lot of guys come through here and show potential in their rookie season, and then really not build upon that year by year. Some of that's probably on terrible coaching we've had in the past. But um, you know, I. Years of disappointment have uh, have you know made it tough for me to take things on faith. Jets fans taking things on faith is all we've got left at this point, Jim. I think because what else can you point to anymore other than just as you said, I want to believe. There's really no other way you can say it, and so we want to believe in Joe Douglas too. But the results have been kind of mixed, and to be fair, he was dealt a bad hand, and he's really had to rebuild from a mess that Mike McCagnin. And even further back, John Idzik and Mike Tannenbaum laid the groundwork for. But 
as you said, 2020 draft not looking great right now. 2021 looking better, but if Zach Wilson doesn't pan out, then even that draft doesn't look quite as good as we think it does on paper right now. Free agent signings, there have been some good, but there's also been some bad. We need to see what the Jets are going to get out of Carl Lawson, for example, this year. So tell me a little bit about where you're at with Joe Douglas right now. Does he have your approval, or are you still sort of waiting to see where the chips fall with him? There's an unnerving rattle in the engine. Um, and so I don't seem like this complete downer to your listeners. Let me begin by, I'll start by being nice. Okay. Joe Douglas knows how to trade like nobody else in the, in the league. I believe um, that over in Seattle, uh, in addition to all the draft choices, in addition to I think McDougal, the safety we got, he also got the Seahawks lunch money and their underwear and their girlfriend. That's, that's how good that uh, Jamal Adams trade worked out for the Jets. And I think it was kind of a, um, so he, you know, getting three draft picks, including a number two pick for Sam Darnold from the Carolina Panthers was another phenomenal one. So <clears throat> for the letter, it's pretty clear. Joe Douglas walked in, saw a disaster and was like, okay, I got to build for the future. I got to stockpile draft picks. Jamal Adams, Jamal Adams, you're being difficult. You're out of here. Uh, you know, Sam Darnold, you don't seem to be the guy you're out of here. We're not going to, you know, we're going to, I'm going to stockpile as many draft picks as I can. And now he's got a hit on him. And if you based on the 2021 draft, you'd be like, oh, okay, it's great. You know, we've got uh, Mike, both Michael Carters were fantastic. And uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, you know, obeyed the old rookie team and looked uh, really reliable and all that stuff. The problem was we thought Tucker would be next to uh, Mickey Becton. And look, injuries happen to everybody. Um, I, I guess I, this is a, as good a point at any uh, time in the show to observe when everybody was out during the COVID-19 stuff, my brother who knows at least as much about football as I do had the observation that this was a terrible year for the national football league to expand to 17 games that because of, it was, you know, all this was expanding from 16 games was always going to be controversial. People are going to say with an extra game, you're increasing the risks of injuries and things like that. But once you throw in the possibility that these guys are going to test positive and thankfully because of the Omicron variant being not that severe, none of these guys are having really serious health issues. But if you tested positive, you're expected to sit out for a game. So in addition to the usual injuries you'd have piling up over the course of a season, you had guys who were missing games because of COVID-19. And then the question of can they come next week? How many weeks are going to be out? Stuff like that. I think the lesson of this is that if you are a team that wants to win a Super Bowl, you need to have a roster that is stacked. You need to not just have two good tackles for your offensive line. You probably want to have at least three and maybe even four because the odds of those guys, you know, missing time are pretty good. You need more than three starting quality linebackers. You need more than three starting quality cornerbacks. You need lot. You, know, you bet the 45th guy on your roster needs to be really good because at some point he's going to play a bunch. Um, and so as I contemplate what the Jets should be doing in the offseason, other than quarterback, there's really not a position where you look at the Jets and you say, yep, they're totally stocked. They don't need any more guys, uh, even wide receiver, even defensive line. Uh, you know, it's hard. You know, once you get past the starters, there's a drop off and a considerable drop off. And there's really very few positions on the football field where you wouldn't want to have, oh, there's a good running back available. OK, let's add him to the mix. Um, desperately need tight ends. You know, you can go down the list. So just the observation that um, uh, the, 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 this needs to be a stacked roster if it's going to seriously compete. Because the experience with Lawson shows you can go out and you can get your guy in free agency and you can spend the big bucks. And I'm glad I give credit to Joe Douglas. He's not a cheapskate anymore. 
Having said that, I would love to see go into an offseason and not see the Jets ranking in the top teams with salary cap space because salary cap space is just a big pile of money where a better player is supposed to be. When you go into uh, uh, the regular season and you've got $20, $25 million unused cap space, yes, it carries over to the next year. You can be more spend, you know, can spend more money and all that stuff. But in the end, it's that you didn't have any good players that you wanted to re-sign to a longer contract. That's, you know, that's what that's a reflection of. You know, lousy teams generally have a lot of uh, uh, salary cap space. And generally the good ones, there are exceptions. But generally speaking, the, ta- the teams that have a lot of talented players have attempted to sign them and keep them, which is what makes the salary cap space tight. So um, I want to see Douglas go. He doesn't necessarily have to break the bank on this one. I think I've come to the conclusion that I'd rather get three or four good, reliable, solid guys who will stay healthy. Um, and I also feel like there was a lot of guys we signed last year on one year, fl- you know, kind of tryout. Let's see what they can do contracts. Um, I hope Jared Davis walked back from Buffalo. Uh, I certainly don't expect him to come back when there are linebackers and stuff. There, there, there are a bunch of guys who we tried them on these, these short contracts. Didn't work out. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. It was nice. Thanks for all your contributions. Uh, here's a green and white football. Good luck. You know, um, I, I expect to be active in free agency. And I really kind of feel like this is kind of make or break time for, for Joe Douglas. You can't really say, Look, I know it doesn't look like much, but we're really going to look terrific come 2023. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
Let's talk about free agency since you brought it up, Jim. You expect the Jets to be active in free agency. There's also the trade market. They could be looking at a wide receiver or a pass rusher either in free agency or the trade market. Some names we've heard about, Mari Cooper from the Cowboys, Calvin Ridley from the Falcons, Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans. You go into free agency. They could fill just about any position, really, because they need help virtually everywhere. So tell me how you would approach free agency if you were Joe Douglas. Yeah, I mean, I think at minimum, when I, I, I haven't done a ton of my mock drafts yet. Um, I think it's, you know, I, 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 as it gets closer, I figure I'll get really into it and more excited uh, and get a better sense of who's good value at what. It's, it's been fascinating to watch. Um, you know, everybody thought the, you know, two super duper, tie, uh, def- you know, uh, I realize you asked me about free agency and I'm talking about the draft here, but in a way, the free agency decides what you can do in the draft. If you go out and you have another terrific defensive end, that you want to put opposite uh, Lawson, then maybe it doesn't make as much sense to pick Aiden Hutchinson or Kevin Thibodeau or something like that. So uh, when I look at the, you know, people putting together lists of, you know, top targets for the Jets in, in, in uh, free agency, I see a lot of safeties. I see a lot of tight ends. I get the feeling those are the positions you don't necessarily want to have as a need on, you know, your first two days in, free, in, uh, in the draft. The Jets have plenty of picks, and they certainly could uh, do that. I think you'd like to be able to look at your roster and say, okay, we took care of the defensive line. We really don't need any more of those guys in the draft. Or we gave Zach Wilson some more target, uh, more pass catchers. To be honest, considering how the the injuries piled up amongst wide receivers this year, um, and I assume they're going to try to – I'd really like to see them re-sign Braxton Berrios. Uh, I think, you know, he he earned his – uh, all pro spot. He was one of the few jets. You really could, you know, have something to cheer about all the way, almost all the way to the end of the year. Although I think he got injured, like value as a kick returner. He, he seemed like the only time, a lot of times he was the only guy who seemed to get open. Um, it was interesting. I would complain early in the year, like, Oh my God, Braxton Berrios got seven targets. Why aren't the jets trying more for Corey Davis or something like that? Um, by the end of the year, I was like, no, no, throw more to, to Braxton Berrios. You know, he's, he's nimble. He gets open. He's fast, you know? So um, I definitely think they need that. You know, Corey Davis is coming back. <clears throat> I think he was seriously underwhelming this year. I don't quite want to call him a failure, but certainly doubts that he is receiver, you know, A1 or 1A, however you want to describe that. Um, love Elijah Moore. He could very well be the next superstar on the Jets. I, I saw somebody arguing that uh, Davis would be better in the slot. If that's the case, then what you really need is Davis in the slot right next to Elijah Moore in the slot. And on the other side, you need Braxton Berrios playing in the slot. So really what you need is just two guys on the ends. We, we need two warm bodies to put on the ends, and then we could have the three best slot receivers in the entire NFL. Um, I, I would, you know, obviously, look, we could always use another wide receiver. I, I don't think the guy Cole that he got from the Jaguars, uh, a couple of nice plays here and there, but I don't feel like he had become some vital part of the offense. He was pretty quiet most games. Um, if you get a big name, terrific. Although, as I think I said, my, my attitude towards succeeding in the NFL with a 17-game season, you may need depth more than you need uh, big name superstars or something like that. I would like to see like at least one more big receiver, somebody who can go up, long arms, come down with the ball, and uh, Zach Wilson could you know, toss a few uh, you know, uh, jump balls when it's you know, second and short and third, third and goal situations like that. Um, I think we could use another runner. I'd love to see a, a genuine solid uh, fullback on this team. Um, and obviously we are, we have a gaping hole at tight end. Uh, and it's, it's been, you know, 
when you see Kelsey in Kansas City or any of these other tight ends that are just so integral to the offense of these other teams, it is infuriating that the Jets are trying to get by with Ryan Griffin or, or whichever warm body of the week is playing tight end. So um, there's a part of me, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily propose this strategy, but I almost wish in free agency, take care of one side of the ball and then the draft go out and, you know, give Zach Wilson a ton of weapons. Or vice versa, go through a free agency, make sure you take care of you know all your offensive weapons. And then in the draft, because we spent so many high round draft picks on the offense last time, build your defense for the future with defensive ends. And we desperately need linebackers. And we always need guys who can cover in the defensive backfield. Speaking of the draft, Jim, the Jets are going to have a lot of ammo there. Four picks in the top 40, number four, number 10, number 35, 38. And then, of course, they've got picks in the third, fourth and fifth as well. How would you be looking to approach the draft and how would you play free agency off of what you would do in the draft? Yeah, again, obviously what you do in free agency affects what you can do in the draft. I would say the guy who I am currently in love with and by the time we talk the next time I may well change my mind is London, that receiver from USC. Um, You know, again, big, as I've talked about earlier, a big target and that guy who can, you know, uh, probably is going to come down with a whole bunch of contested balls. So he's a guy who at 10, I think is pretty good. It's been fascinating to watch the the, the spinning around. I, I would have said, oh, my goodness, if you could get uh, Thibodeau or you could get Hutchison, grab him, and you put him opposite Lawson, and all of a sudden you've got a Jets defensive line that really strikes fear into the hearts of the opposing uh, quarterbacks. Um, I, I always like offensive line. I feel like our offensive line is not quite where we want it to be. I love the idea of taking Evan Neal. Um, you know, really in the end, like a, a – you could almost never go wrong – with the offensive line. And like I said, because these guys tend to get banged up and dinged up, your sixth best offensive lineman is going to play, probably going to play a bunch of snaps. Um, I, I, it's been interesting. I've, as I read other, I read you, I read other Jets columnists and bloggers and, and all that kind of stuff. It's fascinating to see the arguments about Derek Stingley Jr. Um, early on, it seemed like, uh, uh, but I, I, I'm realizing that name and I'm recognizing his grandfather was Daryl Stingley, the guy who was uh, who played with the Patriots and got paralyzed. So um, I understand uh, if maybe some people are going to be freaked out by that and, you know, uh, uh, decide to do that. I, my sneaking, I, I, my attitude had been, you know, if you got a really early pick, high round pick, you want either a quarterback, an offensive tackle, a cornerback, or an edge rusher. But those are the four positions you really want to uh, to put, uh, to, you know, put your positions in there. I would say, considering this, considering we expected the absolute disaster area uh, in the defensive backfield last year, it was actually kind of a pleasant surprise. I think Hall has really developed into a, a, a decent cover man. Um, so I don't know there's an enormous need, but I certainly wouldn't object to taking a cornerback. I just think, you know, number four overall pick, it's a high expect. And it's entirely possible that Kyle Hamilton is really going to be the next great safety in the NFL. I feel burned by the experience of, uh, of, of Jamal Adams and Marcus May. Uh, and by the way, Marcus May played terrific for a while, and then he got, he got hurt. It was a serious injury to a, to a knee or leg area, and cornerbacks really need those. They need to be able to run fast. <laughs> and if you can't run fast as a cornerback, you're not going to last very long in this league. Um, so I kind of have the – as a safety, you, you need to be able to run backwards. Um, I, I, I know the Jets need safeties. I just have a very hard time spending the number four overall pick on a safety, even if he is super duper terrific. So my attitude is there's probably better pick at better value. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like you, you need somebody who's going to be on 
with, with, with your top somebody with one of the top four picks, somebody of that position, you really want somebody who's either going to be handling the ball a lot or somebody who's going to be around the ball a lot. And I just don't know if a safety uh, meets that criteria. Jim Garrity, senior political correspondent for National Review. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the New York Jets 2022 offseason with me and reviewing the 2021 season, where they're at, where we hope they can get to. Really appreciate it. Make sure you follow Jim on Twitter, interact with him, and talk some Jets. Lift his spirits. And make sure to check out everything that we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great videos up, including an all-22 breakdown of Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the outstanding cornerback from Cincinnati. Watch those videos and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. We've got the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, hats, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. Tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets content and podcasts, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.